Once again for the Renegade Master, D4 Damager, power to the people, back once again for the Renegade Master. Yes, we are back once again with the ill behaviour, and boy are we back with a bang after last week's somewhat cut down podcast due to Gareth's laziness. The feature was abandoned, just like Gareth soon after birth, being left at the local park to fend for himself. Luckily, he took refuge with an abandoned dog under a bridge. The Game Central podcast, just like Don's girlfriend, has all three of us in from the start this week. No one likes it when Don jumps in halfway through, and it's at full length, just the way she likes it. The year is 1998, and what a year it has proved so far. Gaming is really starting to come into its own now. But before we get to the games, let's talk to you about the host for this evening. Having just been to the cinema to see James Cameron epic Titanic, many parallels can be made with the end of the movie and Gareth's sex life. His girlfriend is often left cold, wet and hanging on for dear life, with blue lips and struggling to breathe after almost being crushed by a wreck. Women and children first, it's Gareth Williams. How are you, Gareth? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. And uh, also, much like Jack from Titanic, I'd rather die than commit to one woman. There we I'm go. That, <laughs> I'm that badass. Did you think that's why he killed himself? Did he kill him? I assume so. Suicide, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Suicide. He could have stayed there. It's like it's like the eagles in Lord of the Rings, you know. Everybody knows he could have stayed attached to the board. Yeah. There's plenty of room. Or throw her off. Or oh. hard. <laughs> <laughs> or tip her off. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah I think good. I would have done that anyway. Uh, if you were to describe your perfect vagina, you'd probably say... Small, tight, minimal hair, and well-groomed, and also be able to take a dick. You would also, coincidentally, be describing co-host Don Goss. Hello. Hi, Don. How are you feeling? Yeah. Um, you, <laughs> let me just read you something my girlfriend has just sent to me, bearing <laughs> in mind the an opening... Yeah, bearing in mind the opening <laughs> statement that you made just a couple Always minutes ago. Always bearing in mind the opening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she said, they say anything mean about me, tell them I'm going to skull fuck them with my unicorn slippers. So, wow. yeah, you might want to bear that in mind. Cause well, you could have told me that before I wrote that offensive <laughs> I said nothing. Those are her think- words, not mine. Is the unicorn horn on the slippers hard it enough is. to penetrate us? Oh, yes. What sort of slippers are these? These are novelty unicorn slippers. Also, yeah. they double up as skull fucking implements if you're not careful. <laughs> wow, that's really good. But again, you know, I think it was complimentary. It wasn't horrible. We know, we know. Yeah. So uh, how's your week been, Don? Uh, lovely, thanks. I had a, uh, had a birthday uh, on Monday yeah. that started last Friday. Um, oh, yes. Lots of lovely presents, birthday cake. Which was your best present? Obviously, you're going to say what your girlfriend got you. Uh, Well, my best present was probably my back scratcher. Um, Is it Star Wars themed? No, it's it's just a wooden back scratcher. But I are you sure it's a back scratcher, Don? Well, I've I've scratched literally all my balls with it. (laughs) All Um, of them. How many got? All 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 two of my balls. Wow, Um, fantastic! Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, I've also got this kind of uh, 
uh, RT kind of science um, Back to the Future poster, kind of a special version of that. Which was really nice, and she's made a card that had been all got our own pictures on it of us and stuff. It's really, really nice. Lovely. That's really nice. Um, and then we went out for dinner on Monday for some really expensive burgers, which was great. And was it at the burger company? No, it was a place called Bobo Social in London, which do Sounds fucking amazing burgers. Hipster. <laughs> uh, yeah, thankfully, yeah. Well, Don. It was great. Um, did you, how, obviously everyone at work got you some sort of Star Wars themed memorabilia for your birthday because that's um, what they first. <laughs> you think? Uh, no, I got uh, cakes and uh, uh, well, loads of different cakes, in fact, and uh, also. Uh, they got me uh, a cinema voucher for 50 quid's worth of movie going at my local cinema there you go uh, Avengers Age of Ultron uh, and NWA straight out of Compton but yep. be- before before that Don um, yep. did you try the Tesco's little cupcakes they're really nice I haven't now you mentioned it I've tried their little uh, brownies they do with chocolate oh, no 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 top. don't really get nice. started Right. Of course, I have never seen a vagina before, as it's 1998 and I'm only 13 years of age. I was at school today and I was arguing with them. What was the best? My fellow pupils. PlayStation or Sega Saturn? Then I realised I had no friends and I was sitting on the bench in the playground eating my packed lunch on my own, like I do every day. So what a fantastic show we have lined up for you today. Metal Gear Solid, is it really that good? And what is this stealth we keep hearing about? Don has been playing Ocarina of Time again. Does he play anything else? And also in this week's feature, we'll be looking at the newly released Pokemon Yellow and making fun of it. Send it back to Japan. Do they think we're stupid? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, guys. I just zoned out a bit there. I keep having blackouts. So where was I? Yes, of course. What a show we have for you today. There is the usual news to wrap your head around as we chew all of the week's news into a fine, easily digestible paste and spit it into your mouth like the information-craving baby chicks you are. Don? Hello? If I was to tell you that today I had sex with a prostitute, killed 76 people and stole a car, what would you say? Say that's about average for a Wednesday night. It is. Well, it's (laughs) had problems since the dawn of gaming. When people first smashed different shaped blocks into each other in Tetris. When two lions mercilessly hit a small dot for each other over and over again in Pong. When people used a gun-shaped peripheral to shoot defenceless birds in Duck Cunt. Yes, violence in video games, testimonies from real-life victims and a one-off special hosted by Silic Bang enthusiast Barry Scott. That's definitely one you don't want to miss. Or I'll punch you in the face! <laughs> That's an example of violence. Then it's on top of you've been playing. Hopefully we have all played something a little different this week. And on top of that, you can expect all of the other usual side pieces and Gareth's Music Hall of Fame, where Gareth celebrates video game music from around the world as long as it fits into his narrow-minded, prejudiced guidelines. But before any of that even has a chance of occurring, it's off to Don Goss with this week's Hot Goss Ip. What I'd really like is either some porn music, uh, some obviously recognisable porn music, or the music they always use on Babe Station. You fucking both said explicitly you want some kind of epic orchestra music. Man. I can change it at the drop of a hat, that's fine. I don't mind. I, if you can find the actual music they use on the background on Babe Station, that would be amazing. 
So, Don, as we know, this is a section for news that is way too big to just get chucked in with the other less important news in the week. Don, Goss, what is the hot Goss Ip? Wow. Uh, did you own a Sega Saturn? I did. Don't bring back those memories. Really? Oh, it's a great console, wasn't it? I never bought one. It was a bit rubbish. Um... <laughs> it was a great you... console. I remember when it was a bit rubbish. It wasn't a great console. <laughs> Everyone thinks it was brilliant. I, I, I don't see it. So, anyway, back then when it was a great console, people wanted to play Sonic on it, but they couldn't. A game was going to be built for it called Sonic Extreme, but it got canned. Um, but today's gossip means we've gone back in time 19 years, and you can now play at least the opening level of Sonic Don. Extreme or the Sega Saturn. Yes, what? Uh, is canned street for cancelled? Yes. Okay. Partly because uh, it, the devs took ages doing it, but then also some of the devs actually fell ill. Several of them got really ill at the same time, so they just stopped developing it. Okay. It's a strange way. It's as if the game itself caused them to become ill and just did not want to get made. Is it like um, uh, Nintendo where they just didn't couldn't be bothered to? It was too hard to get the TV thing. <laughs> I think it probably was. I think yeah. Saturn wasn't as easy to program for as they would have no. liked. Anyway, uh, a bunch of people at a uh, little place called Sonic Retro, uh, who deal with everything to do with Sonic, dug up the old uh, code that had been made for it thus far, and have now managed to uh, fix it up enough that you can actually download a PC version of it today, and you can play what would have been Sonic Extreme on the Sega Saturn. Dun, dun, dun. That is really... Don't do your own music, Don. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I actually watched a video of it, and it, it looks very, very rough around the edges. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, as a curio, it, it's it's interesting, but, you know, you've but got to... It's still imagine. better than Sonic Boom, which is uh, interesting. Well said, Don, and that is absolutely fantastic. And that is Don's Hot Goss Ip of the Week. Whee! Right, so the news this week. Uh, Sony are to hold a four-hour Project Morpheus event at the Game Developers Conference 2015. Gareth, you love the next generation. You love virtual reality. Do you love this? Um, it's interesting uh, that they would devote four hours to mm. something we've barely seen. But, I mean, VR's the future. They've got a appear to be one of the first even though it's just motion controls all over again is it though I don't know that's why I asked you (laughs) (laughs) you've you've used Oculus Rift haven't you Gareth yes I've used it a couple of times and it's and you seem really convinced by this that it's actually really decent it's amazing Uh, I've been next to people who don't play games that have used it that think it's amazing did they know you were there Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I could just imagine you at one of these conferences just sidling up to them. Oh, she's wearing the Oculus Rift. She won't be able to see me. Well, that is a genuine, genuine Don't concern. worry about that touch going between your fires, love. <laughs> it's just the Oculus Rift. 
<laughs> that is how I sound as well. Everyone sounds like that in my world. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of people who still need to be convinced by uh, VR yeah, and well. the Oculus Rift technology, but if Sony have found a decent way to sort of show what it's going to be like, yeah, then fair play to them. Because right now, if you look up an um, Oculus Rift demo on YouTube... It's just the screen cutting off with like two fisheye yeah. lenses on each side of the screen, and it looks terrible. Well, that's the thing; you can't demonstrate it in any way. It's like you know, you know, when you used to buy DVDs when Blu-ray first come out, and it would have them advertisements like uh, iRobot and stuff, and it would go be going Blu-ray, such high definition, you won't believe your eyes, and then it starts showing you all these clips. And you're like, but this is in, isn't in HD. This is in standard definition. So, you know, you can shout at me all you like and show me all these great images, but it's not coming through in HD. And I mean, that's what everyone's doing at the moment with their um, virtual reality. It's all just potential, isn't it? And I think it's it's one of those things that who's going to be there first across the line to release the product, get it into people's homes, uh, and show us what it can do. Because at the moment. It's just imagining. I'm imagining what it's like. But, but like you, Gareth, like you say, you're one of the only people uh, that has actually looked at it because your friend, for some reason, bought a development kit. <laughs> well, it's, actually, it's it's also been at events. Like, it was at a Play Expo uh, in October. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's awesome. Like, the thing is, as well, is that if Sony are the first to get theirs out there, they already have a massive PS4 install base. Like, if you own a PS4, there's no reason not to get a Morpheus, because it's fucking virtual reality, 3D Mm. in your face. Like, it's the future. If you own a PS4 and you give even half a shit about anything, then you'll get a Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah. If you care about your children, if you care about (laughs) your own health, if you care about money, uh, then you'll get a Morpheus. Well, we're talking about this, Gareth, and that is a big selling point. But a harder selling point would be for uh, Steam, who have also... uh, Valve, sorry, not Steam, who have also revealed that they're planning uh, virtual reality hardware. Uh, But along with this one, you'd have to buy the actual hardware to go with it, the Steam VR hardware, and to go with it. So it's not going to be something that can add on to other consoles. Uh, We haven't even really seen what the Steam consoles can do at the moment. No one likes the controller, uh, so let alone a VR step. But it just seems that they are hanging on the... They, they're very inventive in a way and forward-thinking, but it's like the, the big, the little brother with a lot of money that kind of wants to jump in and do what everyone else is doing and yeah. full of enthusiasm. And the main, the weirdest thing about Valve also saying... Well, we're also going to show a VR headset at GDC. Is that the Morpheus already exists and works with a PC just fine? And yeah. maybe it's because Facebook bought them and Valve hate that kind of corporate thing. They want to be seen as like the cool guys who are doing their own thing. They're not cool though. Well, <laughs> they're pretty cool. If they were cool. They would release Half Life Three and go, "Hey, here's Half Life Three. They're no, cool. They're cool because they don't do what you expect." No, exactly. <laughs> and that can be seen in both ways. Yeah. You know? But but there we go. That's that's enough of virtual reality because we're at... Oh, oh. 
actually in reality at the moment, Gareth. Oh, stop trying to make it virtual. Sorry. Did you you realise we're in a vir- not in a virtual reality? I do now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here, oh. you know, talking into a microphone. I suppose it is virtual in a way. Yeah. Oh well, and we 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 store our voices in a virtual space on iTunes. It can it can twist your melon to think about it. Uh, Game City <laughs> has announced it will open the world's first cultural centre for gaming. Do you know when it's going to be, Gareth? March twenty eighth. What a good guess! The National Video Game <laughs> Arcade will be housed in a five story building located at the heart of Nottingham Creative Quarter. Now, what what is this, Don? What is it all about? I've no idea. I'm assuming it's, oh, what I would hope it is, it's some kind of actual museum cataloguing the history of video games. Well, from looking at the uh, pictures, it looks like a, um, a hunting ground for paedophiles. As <laughs> you can stand there, That's looking at the children. For you. The man with the number eight on his t shirt, um, preferably that's his age of. age of whatever, whatever he wants to do. But he's looking at the children, making hand gestures. It's. It's going to be a breeding ground, isn't it, really? <laughs> and I think that's what we need to watch out for. Because wow. who's going to say, Gareth, right? Uh, no, you can't come into the cultural area. You know, what, what's he here for? Why is he watching the children play games? What is the meaning behind it? Video games, you know, people of all ages can enjoy video games. Oh, so There's quite a few uh, hipsters in there as well. Right, so let's have a look what they're doing. It is the centre aimed to promote a diverse cultural, educational, economic and social benefits of games. It will feature a mixture of permanent and changing exhibitions. To me, it just looks like someone's house that they've just quickly constructed a table and put consoles on it. <laughs> it it does a bit. Yeah. It, um, it reminds me of the Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very like um, it's like a museum but it's also like interact with this exhibit and see yeah you know it's like his museum thing showing Donkey Kong and you can also play it is that the people don't seem to understand how to play the games you've got a woman jumping up and down in front of a laptop you've got a guy kind of making a running motion in front of a Dreamcast yeah you know why are they not playing the games Uh, do you not jump up and down in front of laptops, that's a pretty fun game. No, only if it's uh, on some sort of... Do you remember Chat Roulette? Yes. Yeah, I used to do it on there. Yeah, uh, just, just race against people, so you can yeah. get to 100 jumps first. It is fantastic, especially when <laughs> naked. But the thing is, Gareth, <laughs> if this is going on on one floor, what's going on on the other four floors? Uh, that's kind of the question, isn't it? It is. Do you think they're just dark and you walk in there and a man just shakes his head and says, turn back? <laughs> nah, there'll probably be like a Minecraft section with a load of foam oh. blocks that you stack up to be Minecraft, yeah. you know. Because it's cultural. Oh, you know, let's see what you can create out of these free blocks. <laughs> that sort of thing. That would yeah. be brilliant. That's right, just off the top of my head as well. So... Batman Arkham Knight earns mmm for mature rating from the Usrub. <laughs> now it's pronounced M. No, it's mmm for mature. Isn't that James Boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mmm for mature. You, you don't say M for mature. You say R for rough. 
Robert or Gur for Gareth. Oh, that's how you mm, learn to speak. For mature. Mm. Yeah, you got that's nice, Gareth. <laughs> Thanks. And this has come from Batman Arkham Knight. Now, a few people were quite surprised by this, myself included. Because uh, M for Mature, as we know, it reaches a well potentially. We know, Mum, can you go in there and buy me the latest Batman game? Um, so Mummy will get it for them anyway. But it does sort of cut off a large part of your audience, doesn't it? Especially the Batman audience. What's going to be in there that's going to? Is this? Make you... Is it in Australia? Did you say? No, it's, it's the Australian ratings board. No. <laughs> yes, but the Australian ratings board. ESRB, it's European, isn't it? US-based self-regulatory organisation. So the (laughs) Arkham before this was rated T T for teen. Rated T for teen. Good, well I hope you're going to see some people get their faces ripped off and stomped on and it'll piss off a load of little kids who can't go and fucking buy it. Go on, As fucking usual. As usual. So, Gareth, does (laughs) this I'd like to stop a bunch of kids buying it. You just go in game and you can do it every day, Don. You could be that weird guy in the corner that runs up to kids. Every game store's got one. Just go but I've got that until some so parents get <laughs> Okay. Right. So, Gareth, does this teeth, um, this M mm, for mature, make you less um, less worried about the game? Because you did state that it's going to be terrible. Uh, slightly less worried. I it's think... going to be pretty. Yeah, I think it gives the the story more hope. And I I never yeah. thought the story would be bad because even Origins, which is by all accounts the weakest Arkham game, still had a really good story. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting the story, no matter what, would be pretty good. But uh, I still think the gameplay looks shocking. Um, yeah. But you know, if the story is, you know, they got a mmm for mature, which means yeah. Graphic violence, maybe nudity, swearing, I don't know. What, it has to tick some boxes, doesn't it, to get a mmm. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's got a... It's <laughs> gonna. Harley Quinn, probably. Maybe, if you get some Harley Quinn. Sorry, I'm just randomly saying right. things. That... Harley Quinn. Oh, the one woman in the game. <laughs> right. So, talking about mmm for mature, GTA 5 or Gutter 5, is confirmed for delayed April release date on PC. So PC gamers are going to have to wait yet again. Gareth, you're not happy about this, are you? No. Yeah. Um, as an apology for the delay, Rockstar is offering pre-order customers an additional $200,000 of in-game cash. That seems to be all they do, is just offer um, virtual money to people. You well, know, that's, that's, that's not a... That's not a uh, a bloody thing, is Apart it? Apart from when they gave people a free game who had pre-ordered like a month ago for that original Yeah. Delay. Yeah, but the thing is, it unbalances the system so much. Obviously, it's good to play online, but when they're giving you $200,000, that's a lot of money to start off with in the world of GTA Online. And it kind of takes... <laughs> oh my God, Jake, have you burnt your quiche? Oh, my days. My oh, friend put no, a quiche in the oven about quiche. an hour ago. Oh, no. That That's certainly won't be tasting. Mm. <laughs> Final Fantasy orchestral concert album is out now. What's your favourite Final Fantasy piece of music, Gareth? 
seeing just... as you know so much um, I like Liberi Fatali from Final Fantasy 8 mm. and everyone likes One Winged Angel could you imagine a one-winged angel? That'd be pretty awkward, wouldn't it? Just going around in circles. Just fly around in circles. Yeah. Ah. Is that the noise uh, angels make, Don? <laughs> they, yes. Yeah. They fly around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe in Gareth's sound more. <laughs> <laughs> so, Final Fantasy. If you like the music, you're going to probably like the album, aren't you, Gareth? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... Uh, the album was done with the London Philharmonic and uh, Nobuo Uematsu himself. What so, about D-Double, uh, D-Double, who does Street Fighter Rhythm? Street Fighter Rhythm was not featured on this album, oh, I'm shit. afraid. Yeah. Um, but I thought this this album seems to come out at just the right time, seeing as the Classic FM Hall of Fame voting finishes on the 28th of February, which is only a few days away. Oh, tell me right about now. it. Um, does that mean we don't have to worry about you putting any more of the music up? Well, this week will be the last, but um, I will be featuring a track from this Final Symphony album uh, on this week's podcast. Hopefully get you to buy it. Hopefully get you to vote in the Classic FM Hall of Fame. And then next week is D-Double Street Fighter Rhythm. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Next week is D-Double yes. Street Fighter Rhythm. It won't this be. is like when Rosa Park <laughs> refused to stand up on the seat. Oh, and it'll be the first time we get sued for using music I bet you <laughs> no he, he's not going to sue us it's an absolutely brilliant song and a lot of our fans do like grime you know because they're hip and just because Gareth doesn't know what grime is and he's really offended by it and scared doesn't mean that it shouldn't be featured on the podcast you know podcast. what if, if people get in touch and they say they want to hear it then fine if we actually have grime fans fine by me Gareth, your classical music is all well and good, but Thanks. is it good as the lyrics? If it's me you're mad at, you'll get punched in your face like Sagat. I can honestly say they do not contain lyrics Anything. even close to that. Exactly. Well, The Order 1886 is first Sony chart topper since The Last of Us Remastered. Now, n- not only is that you know, you could say you thought it was going to happen, but at the same time, it's still very depressing, isn't it, Don? It's it is just uh, it's just, just yes, yes. I'll just say yes. It's really it's, oh. just because I mean, it's this is trend that's mapping for quite a while. Just people just yeah. I've got nothing much else to play either because everything is just a remaster. This is one of the first or one of the few, sorry, kind of original or new IPs that have come out for this generation so far. So people don't have much else to buy unless they want to replay stuff they played last gen. So There's two, two words you use there. Original yeah. and new. And, you know, <clears> it may be original IP, it might be a new concept, but the gameplay is very much stuck in the... Yep. In the, uh, you know... Stuck in the GameCube era. Yep. Yeah, and I think that was the problem with what a lot of people had. And the reviews reflected that. You know, I was quite surprised how much of a pan in it took. Uh, from a lot of <clears throat> the reviewers out there, but yet people still bought it. And well, it probably sh- shows how much pre-ordering has been such a big deal nowadays. Yeah. Everyone's been pushed towards pre-ordering everything, so you know the reviews end up being of no consequence to <laughs> to them because they've already got the money, and everyone's going to you know the game's already been bought by them, so they don't. Pre-ordering think is it. a ridiculous process, isn't it? I've never pre-ordered yeah. anything in my life, but oh. you know I can't. I can't imagine pre-ordering something 
and without waiting for the reviews to come along, unless it's someone like GTA Five that you know is going to be mega uber, uh, yeah. which is street for good. Um, <laughs> it's really if, annoying as well. They're doing it. They're doing. It's the forcing of bits of content that you people know they're probably going to want into only pre-order stuff. Like even that, like yeah. back by Arkham Knight, you you get the uh, the Harlequin DLC only if you pre-order. It's like, well, I don't even know if the game's any fucking good yet, and yet yeah. I can only well, get the, Garrison, you know, not... these extra missions. <laughs> all those are extra missions that would normally be unlocked for you completing the game, and that kind of shit like they yeah. used to be, or by putting in a code or whatever, but no, not anymore. You have to fucking stump up yeah. for the game beforehand to get it. It's just it's fucking pathetic. I hate it. You tell him, Don. Uh, if you're a friend of Guy Whitlock who has trouble entertaining your child, uh, <laughs> and has gone no through, they've gone through Hotline Miami. Uh, well, Hotline Miami 2 has been given a release date on PS4, PS3, Vita, and Pook. Uh, Hotline Miami 2, wrong numbers release date, has been announced by Devolver Digital. Original scheduled for launch last autumn. The top-down sequel will now hit all of those on March 10th, which is Mario Day, isn't it? Quite coincidentally. And if there's anything more opposite than Mario, Gareth, <laughs> this surely has to be it. Uh, well, I think Wario would have a thing to say about that. <laughs> yeah, but Wario doesn't shoot you in the face at point-blank range whilst wearing a cockerel mask. Alright, yeah. I mean, Hotline Miami out Wario is Wario. If we're just going to yeah. go straight up, uh, like 1v1. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's coming out pretty soon. That's like two weeks away, and I think yeah. unlike GTA Five, this probably won't get delayed in the very short yeah. amount of time uh, until this is announced. It's it's one of the Come only uh, indie games that I've fully enjoyed. Not just kind of played it, thought it was quite good. This is a game that the concept, the execution, the graphics all resonated with me, and I absolutely loved it. And I don't know, are you frothing, Gareth? I am properly looking forward to it. I, I wasn't sure if I was until I heard this release date was soon, and then I all of a sudden was like pumped. Yeah, because that's, that's like that's like me. Is when when they say, "Oh, this game's coming out in December 2020," and you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll save my gland until I'm ready," <laughs> which yes. is ready. You can start becoming. Um, Erect, Gareth. You can start fluffing now, and you'll be you ready can start in time. Fluffing now, you'll be ready. Right, so that's the news for this week, Gareth. You got anything to jump in? Uh, Classic FM, go there, vote in the Hall of Fame, you people. You, yeah, you were <laughs> going to say something naughty then, Gareth. I was. But that's just you. You're so fruity. Well, I thought about it, and then I thought maybe I shouldn't insult the people. I want to do something that I'm telling them to do. Yeah. Well, Hitler didn't have that sort of outlook, did it? <laughs> from this weekly video game music time with me Gareth uh, and this is your last week to vote in the Classic FM Hall of Fame which I hope you've all already done already but if you've not you've got until Saturday to do it Saturday is the final day if you're listening to this uh, the week it came out of course uh, so the 28th of February is your final day to vote for video game music and get it into the Classic FM Hall of Fame um, you have to pick three songs they don't all have to be video game music but it would be great if you could pick what, at least one piece I hope over the past few weeks I've given you uh, enough inspiration to vote for plenty of pieces of video game music that you feel deserve it. 
and if not, today's piece should seal the deal. Um, it's from an album that came out this week called Final Symphony, which is actually uh, Nobuo Uematsu, who's the guy who does all the music for all the Final Fantasy games. He composed uh, versions of classic Final Fantasy themes, uh, sort of a re- almost remixed them, uh, uh, redid them, um, and recorded them with the London Philharmonic Orchestra, so one of our best composers using one of the best orchestras in the entire world, and the result is just incredible. And so I'll be playing you a track from that. It's from a symphony in three movements of Final Fantasy VII themes, uh, and it's called Words Drowned by Fireworks. So again, you can buy it on iTunes. It came out this week. It's called Final Symphony, and this is the track from that album, Words Drowned by Fireworks. Thank you. 
Behaviour involving physical force intended to hurt, damage or kill someone or something. No, I'm not talking about my sex life. That was the definition of violence, something that has existed in the depths of mankind since the beginning of civilization. We see it in TV, films, music, in relationships, between friends and also in the park, where you may see a slightly uneducated man kicking a Staffordshire Pitbull Terrier in the face as it has his daughter's leg clamped in its jaws. We live on the cusp of violence every day. It can be entertaining. Why then has gaming bore more than enough negative publicity when it tries to embrace it in its medium? Is gaming for children? Well, I tried letting my five-year-old daughter play through Manhunt and she couldn't even suffocate the man at the beginning with a plastic bag. Join former Silit Bang advertisement juggernaut Barry Scott as he delves deep into the world of video game violence. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. When I'm not admiring cleaning products in a bathroom while shouting, I'm playing on Xbox Live and shouting. Yes, I am an adult male, but sometimes I get caught up in video game violence. I use words such as bucket, bang, and the is dead, bang, and the is gone. But I hardly ever sit back quietly and do think about the wider effects my outbursts have on those sharing the gaming experience with me. I have reached out to the public and asked them to recount their vivid brushes with video game violence. Bang! It's Mark Williams. Um, yes, well I remember it like it was yesterday really. I had come home from work and naturally I was very, very tired. But my wife was asleep and Timmy, our son, was in the front room playing on his game unit he had recently reserved for his birthday. I asked Timmy what he wanted for tea. He didn't answer, so I asked again. Timmy, what would you like for tea, dear? This had me worried because Timmy always liked his dinosaur shapes. Timmy was staring at the television, transfixed in a kind of hypnotic state. Timmy, I said again, leaning forward to tap his shoulder to get his attention. But as I moved forward, my leading foot snagged on the wire of his joystick and I fell to the ground. Ah! Then I felt a pain on the back of my head. The game unit had fallen from the shelf and had hit me. 
As I lay there holding the back of my head, I could hear Timmy screaming to my wife Brenda. Mummy! Mummy! Daddy is on the floor! He has fallen! I managed to get up and recovered fairly rapidly. I had often heard about video game violence in the media, but never thought I would become a victim myself. After the incident, we all agreed that maybe it was best to get rid of the game unit. Timmy wasn't pleased, but we couldn't afford it happening again. Fortunately, the evening ended well, as myself and Timmy shared some dinosaur shapes. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. Well, that certainly was a bang on the head. Rest assured, Mark, you can probably invest in a new console as controllers are now wireless. Bang! Problem solved. Our next victim of video game violence is 46-year-old Kelvin Douglas. My, my name is Kelvin Douglas, and five years ago, I was affected by video game violence, which changed my life forever. Well, where do I start? It was a normal Sunday morning. I had just been fishing with my best friend Keith. It wasn't the best of days, and I wasn't in the best of moods to begin with, but seeing how I had caught Nout, I was particularly wound up. I couldn't wait to get home and play Sega Bass Fishing on the Xbox. I was a pro at that game, and I thought that playing a few games would help me to calm down. The last thing I was expecting was to see my neighbour nuts deep in my wife bent over the sofa. As if that wasn't bad enough, my fisherman's own magazines were scattered all over the floor after being knocked from the coffee table. I just saw red from that moment and I erupted like a volcano. I picked up the original Xbox and brought it down on the back of his rocking head. I could feel the impact as he went down, but the Xbox was still intact. Sturdy piece of kit, I thought, as I brought it down a second time to finish him off. Ha! Bet you didn't think it would be me finishing you off today, did you? I thought to myself. I felt quite pleased with the wordplay, but still he was twitching on the floor. I stood over his body as he let out one final breath. This may be an Xbox, but you are most certainly my ex-wife, I said, as I tied the cord of the original Xbox controller around her lying, cheating neck. This wasn't a new style of small pads. I used the original big pads that were shipped in the console when it was first released in Europe. As I looked into her dimming eyes, I whispered into her ears loudly, You're my ex, and soon you'll be in a box. You may say it's strange that I had the time to make up these puns, but it just came so naturally to me. Afterwards, I settled down to play some bass fishing, but the game disc had snapped in the tray during the initial impact. Video game violence cost me everything. My wife, my freedom, even fishing. You know what? Sometimes I think to myself, if I'd never bought that Xbox, things may have turned out very different. But little did I know, I could be so influenced by a game console. Well, let's just say Kevin's wife went out with a bang in more ways than one. 
One last testimony that will without doubt confirm our worst suspicions that video games do indeed lead to violence is Wirral Thompson, a young teenage lad from Shropshire for whom gaming led him to the wrong side of the law. Bang! I always wanted the newest consoles. That's just the way I was. Obviously my parents wouldn't shell out for the newest releases and this would wind me up. Every day at school I would be teased and called PlayStation 2 boy, PlayStation 2 boy, as I had a PlayStation 2. Then one day, I guess you could call it opportunism, I was in my local game shop when I saw just behind the counter there had been a delivery of brand new Xbox 360s. Now, I don't know where it came over me, but I just jumped over the counter, shouted the store manager, give me one of those Xboxes now so I'll punch your face right in. Now I'm not usually a violent person, yeah? I've only been in around five fights and the most I've ever been prosecuted for is GBH. If these consoles were not there, then I can safely say I would never have acted that way. It's video games causing violence. I was young and I didn't know any better. When I got the console home, it overheated and I got the red ring of death. That's when I took the console back to the shop and demanded it be changed. Or a punchy stupid fucking face in Again this was brought on by being angry at the console So it's video game violence Not me I tried telling this to the policeman but they wouldn't listen So I punched the officer Again brought on by video game violence As had I not have been a 40 Xbox I would not have had to go back to the same store again Bang Punching a policeman eh Wirral what do you think that's all about? Been playing Grand Theft Auto, the mother of all violence? Well, I'm sure you will agree that violence in games is a real problem that has no solution. Do we stop playing violent video games altogether? Do we just play Animal Crossing day in, day out? I don't have the answers, but I have just received oral sex from a whore in GTA. Man, I feel dirty. I'm going to shower myself in silly bang. I'm Barry Scott, and you have been watching Violence in Video Games. Now, there are a lot of inflictions in the world, but just imagine for one minute, if you would, that you had two penises where your arms once were. Sound improbable? Probably. Impossible? Possibly. But it's no less daunting when thinking about it for any length of time. He puts himself through it every week, so you don't have to. Just imagining is enough. But Gareth is more selfless than that. He actually imagines an event in his week that would have been made embarrassing had he had willies where his arms are supposed to be. So, Gareth, please take it away. Um, well, it's been incredibly cold Yeah. in uh, my flat this week, so it would have been really difficult having, like, two-inch long arms the entire That's really week. good. Yeah. Is that, is that, and also, oh, you wouldn't have balls, would you? <laughs> so, on my Facebook, uh, not my Facebook group, but on a Facebook group I'm a member of, I asked the same question. Uh, here's some of the results. Oh. Uh Dan DeHenny says, probably just put on a big jumper and go to the doctors. 
Uh, Marcus <laughs> Williams said, I would tie helium-filled balloons to them and become a children's party entertainer. That could be quite... That's mm. it. Uh, John Summerfield says, I'd try to make a sandwich and wait for my girlfriend to come into the kitchen, uh, at which point I'd turn around and go, aha, sausage sandwich, fancy some nosh, and then politely ask her to take <laughs> me to the hospital. Uh, and then a man has put a picture up of those waving kind of airmen. You know the ones you get in America outside stores? Oh, where like really... wacky inflatable yeah. arm flailing Yeah, he's, he's paint himself green and just get on with those guys. Uh, some other guy said, eat a big bag of what's-its, then lick each new little finger puppet clean. Oh. Um, Go to live in the sea with the other octopi, said Johnny Perrin. <laughs> Uh, Jean-Paul Lever says you could stage exotic puppet shows and make a mint. Uh, maybe you two can help me with this one because I don't know this word. Uh, Laura Ratcliffe says, I'd hope to avoid an attack of priapism. No idea. <laughs> can you look it up quickly on Google, Don? Priapism. P-R-I-A-P-I-S-M. And then get back to me because then that will make it laughable. Um, so Jack Benzie says change my name to Dickie Dawkins uh, Matt Hiles said well I suppose you could peel the foreskin back put in shopping or something then stretch it back or whatever <laughs> stretch it back over whatever you want to carry <laughs> that's really good uh, Alison Winter said didn't think it was possible but this group has got more and more nuts over the last few days it's like the excitement has gone to everyone's heads don't know what excitement that is maybe she's on the wrong thing uh, Eleanor Rigby says spaghetti BMX, gelatine wombats, potato motorbikes, hawthorn tampons, that sort of thing. Priapism is a potentially painful <laughs> medical condition in which the erect penis does not return to its flaccid state despite the absence of both physical and psychological stimulation within four hours. There we go. Priapism is considered a medical emergency which should receive proper treatment by a qualified medical practitioner. Or just empty your balls. <laughs> wow. Right, talking of priapism, uh, that's it for <laughs> Gareth's uh, Willy Arms. Did you enjoy that one, Gareth? Uh, yeah, I liked it being outsourced. That was nice. Yeah. time for what have we been playing Don I have to ask you the question first because the last few weeks you've been absolutely useless and I've been at my wits end so tell me Don <laughs> what have you been playing this week well this week I've been playing some Destiny mm. there you go <clears throat> no not really I've also oh playing... Don you joke with us so much you made me have priapism <laughs> <laughs> you are a priaptic person I am. That's a real word. I am prone uh, to priapism. Yeah. Although, probably for other reasons. Probably because you've oh, tied yeah. elastic band around the end of it or something. Oh, you've done yeah. it it's like self-inflicted priapism. It's the best one. Mum, I can't come out today. I'm suffering from priapism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that one tomorrow. And then when she looks yes. it up, she'll be like, oh my God. Yeah, kids, if you never want to go to school, just when you get up in the morning, you might just... 
You might have tagged your mum. <laughs> mum, I can't go to school. Why, oh, do you not feel well? I've got priapism. She'll yeah. never a, either A, want to check, or B, force you to go to school ever again. Yeah, she, she, and if she tries to check, say, I'll call Childline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. That's really good. Stay in school. Stay in school. <laughs> Even if you're suffering from priapism. Especially you have it, it's, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, this week I finally... Uh, Flipped open my new Nintendo 3DS XL. Go on, well Tell Don. us about it. Tell us about the ergonomics. Does it feel nice in your hands? Don. Don. My name's Don. Don. I know you think I'm Gareth, but it's Don, Don. <laughs> are different people. I think you're both <laughs> Gareth. It makes it easier. <laughs> it does. I'm the hairless Gareth. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. So, 3DS itself, the 3DS XL. It's a lovely looking piece of kit. Mine's all gold because it's the uh, the Zelda Majora's Mask edition, uh, which I wish I'd bought two of now. God damn it! Uh, but there you go. Do you want to say really... why? So you don't just come across as a psychopath? Uh, so that I could keep the second one in a box and never okay. open it, sell it in the future for about four thousand pounds to some mental collector. Fantastic! Do they have to be uh, mental? Uh, no, they don't have to be. I like oh, it as okay. they are. It just makes it a bit yeah. more fun. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. I mean, I've, I didn't have a 3DS before. I've had a normal DS Lite for several years, which was brilliant. I had a shitload of games on there, mostly thanks to <coughs> R4. Never mind. Um, Arsehole? R4. The R4. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Illegal. That, for me, that made the DS Lite amazing. Having, like, 40 or 50 games on one cartridge. We do fantastic. not promote piracy. Nope. You've got to, uh, yeah, oh, never mind. It was brilliant, anyway. <laughs> but, but 3DS the first thing you notice um, after I set it all up and linked it uh, was uh, loading up Majora's Mask the first thing I noticed was obviously the 3D effect um, I tried a little bit of the original 3DS 3D effect and it was just a little bit blurry and that horrible out of focus thing you get with 3D on most things on TVs yeah. at the cinema which drives me nuts and I can't watch it for more than 10 seconds because of that uh, but on this it's way way better um, a little bit of focus required because I wear glasses as well so if I have to focus just a slightly different um, kind of try and focus towards the front to start with and then it comes really sharp into into focus and it's fantastic it works brilliantly um, and obviously it's got the head tracking now so you don't have to keep that little one inch yeah. sweet spot in the middle that works really well as well um, it's the best 3D I've seen on pretty much anything um, and it's fantastic on, Don. Um, yeah Majora's Mask itself um, I've not played through the whole game obviously um, but just, uh, I mean, I've not played Ocarina of Time since the N64 days. Absolutely love that game. I completed it two, three, four times maybe. Um, and just the sound effects and the music, and they've obviously used some of the, uh, obviously a lot of the actual graphic assets they've duplicated for Majora's Mask. Just having all those, just loading up the sound of Link making the noise when he jumps, and the sound of the sword, and the sound of picking up rupees, and all that stuff just really makes you feel good about playing you're like yes this is Zelda again I'm back in that world I'm yeah. 15-20 years ago again and this is Zelda and oh god it's good to be playing this game again have Isn't you, uh, have you taken a picture of your penis using the camera and done a free you know day? what oh my god I haven't I took a picture of my uh, all my presents and my cake on the table um, yeah. in 3D and that again looks really nice Getting did you great. show everyone like look at this I showed my girlfriend who was with me yeah. and then did um, someone else say oh what you, what's that what's that and then you went, oh, it's just this. I'm showing just my 3DS. Oh, is that the new one? That sort of thing. What? 
Yes. Yeah. No? I, she knew what, about it. I'm, I'm confused. Oh, okay. yeah. I think um, the problem is Rob thinks you were with any any more people than just you and your girlfriend. Oh, I see. Yeah, I literally hang out with nobody <laughs> except her. Oh, dear. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Sorry, Don. Yeah, my, my to... birthday weekend was just me and her. That's nice, though, but if that's what you I'm want... That's literally one more person than I've spent the last 10 or 12 birthdays yeah, with. So... This is all water under the bridge now. You don't have to go back there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm fine with it. I've dealt with it. I'm at peace. Um, I bet you played a sympathy card, don't you? So she listens to this. <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, oh, I can't bloody leave him now. I'll have to wait until next week, and then you'll just slip up a little she thing. She is very kind-hearted, and she hates people who are lone- hates it when people are lonely. So, uh, yeah. There you exactly. go. You found a keeper there, mate. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'm sorted for, for good. It's brilliant. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But, yes, uh, Majora's Mask um, looks fantastic. Um, I can't compare it to the original on the Entities 4 because I never actually got to play that. Um, but it looks that's Sharp, weird. The graphics, the graphics have been upgraded because uh, you know the original N64 graphics for was that little bit blurry. Um, Silicon graphics. It was indeed and lovely that they were. They, Bond, they were. Can I ask a question? Of course you can. For someone that supposedly loved Ocarina of Time so much, played it three to four times. Yeah. Why on earth wouldn't you get around to playing a sequel? Good question. Uh, I think at the, when it came out, I either had no job or. Or I just didn't. I can't remember why. Or I couldn't afford it. I don't think at the time. I think I was working, but I, I and I was also I had a girlfriend at the time, man, as well. I think I was just well, too busy. Well, that doesn't matter, Don. Uh, you know, you would have found a way to get it, surely. I know there was something going on. I can't remember what year it was. It might have been the year I moved to Manchester. Um, Manchester. In which case, I, still sell games, don't they, Gareth? Yeah, yes, I can I confirm. Know, but, yes, they do. Yeah. I packed that away, and then I bought a GameCube, and then uh, I just got into Metroid Prime and Eternal Darkness. And uh, I don't, for some reason, the Joy's Mask slipped me by. I'm not sure exactly why. My mate had it. But, yeah, um, he loved it, but I never, never did. I don't know why. That's, um, but that's but just I've, weird. I have, I have always wanted to play it since then. I regretted missing it. Uh, ever since, um, so I'm really glad they brought this uh, brought this out for 3ds, and they seem to have done it really uh, done it justice. Looks brilliant. I'm really looking forward to getting deeper into the story, and uh, I like the kind of darker tone of things and, and everything, whilst still having that feeling of ah, oh, I'm in the Zelda world from the N64 days, which is great. Mm. Well, we're, we're going to have to look into that a little bit deeper because <laughs> it just doesn't add up. What doesn't add up? The, the time frame is I think Majora's Mask came out in 1999 it was quickly made after Ocarina of Time the Gamecube wasn't <laughs> released I believe till 2002 so you had a full two three years there um is that right because I seem to remember moving to Manchester in 2000 well I seem to remember you sound like a robot and right now <laughs> <laughs> and I picked up a, a Gamecube Pretty much as soon as it came out, because I got it with the uh, uh, the Metroid Prime pack that it was sent uh, sold with. So, and that was the first pack that was that was made for it. So, I don't know. So anyway, stop, stop. Good game. Done, done. Done. Stop. You sound so much like a robot right now. (laughs) We need to sort. (laughs) What are you talking about? So, it must have been strange, Don, to kind of have such a beloved game, but only just now playing the sequel. 
it's 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 kind of like uh, the Star Wars when the original trilogy ended, and then it was years later for that. But I wish you all the luck uh, in the world, and I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. It's still a bit weird that you didn't play it originally, though. That, okay. That was... <laughs> Thanks so, so much. I have been playing this week Saints Row re-elected for some reason. Um, <laughs> it just shows the current state of this industry that I played Tomb Raider the other day, I played oh. GTA V the other day, and I'm now playing Saints Row Re-Elected. You know, it, it, it's quite worrying. Um, and it's still the same game. I enjoyed the game. I got it for £18, which, you know, you can't even buy a bag of crisps for nowadays. But it was just... It's, it's... The graphics aren't even anything to write home about. You know, I, I don't think I'd write home because... The technology's come a, a long way now, and you can kind of text and stuff like that. And I'll just text my mum and say, you know, Saints Row re-elected. It's not great. It's not got really any... The Get Out of Hell download, I have not tried yet. But it's it's just such a lot... It's kind of insulting how little effort's gone into it, and then they've just chucked it out. GTA Five, as usual, shows you how it's done. Absolutely beautiful everything's new feels fresh it feels new this I just feel like a knob end for buying it <laughs> I'll play it so I can get back at them because yeah I'm actually playing it you thought that you could just take my money and I wouldn't play it but you know what I'm going to play it and I'm going to complete it again <laughs> you um, you mean um, the re-elected edition not the actual just game right you don't just hate no, not G- the actual just Saints game. Row 4 okay I quite like Saints Row 4 yeah me too it's very underrated you know it, it was so over the top that you couldn't even be really compared to all the other Saints Rows. Because yeah. as soon as you got the power to run uh, faster than cars and jump over buildings, you didn't really need to enter a car ever again. No. So it kind of took it into a kind of superhero uh, game. So you couldn't really compare it to any of the other Saints Row or even indeed open world games. Probably Infamous and stuff like that you'd probably uh, compare it to. But no, like I say, I don't know what I was expecting, but I think GTA Five hit such a benchmark on re-release of games that it left you expecting more uh, and I don't think any other developer not even that they probably want to it's that that um, they hold themselves in such high, high esteem uh, Rockstar that they would never put out a product like that a lazy product you know you know if it's Rockstar they're going to be it's going to be absolutely fantastic and they don't let you down uh, yeah they won't be delaying their PC version of GTA 5 if they yeah, that's it. it and you, and because it's Rockstar, everyone's like, okay, fair enough. Because they've got a track record of doing it. But, you know, you just feel a little bit mugged off when you, you're buying these remakes. But at the same time, it's your own fault for buying them. Mm. And I'm I'm adding to the problem rather than solving it so I can shut my mouth. Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, I'm still playing it. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm playing it. And it's weird because I'm playing it and I don't know why I'm playing it. Normally, I'll play a game, turn it off. I don't know why I'm playing that. It's weird. But I I find myself picking up the 3DS and I'm thinking, why do I want to play it? And this week, I've got some new fish. I spoke to the previous town mayor. uh, Sorry, man. Yeah, that guy. He's a turtle, an old turtle man. Uh, I got invited to his island. I haven't been there yet. Uh, the boat's coming tomorrow to pick me up uh, and I convinced another character not to leave the town 
and I drew a naked woman in the design creator, which I showed you guys. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just a really, really strange game, and I think it's because it's strange that I'm kind of persevering with it. And it's not that I'm persevering with it, not enjoying what I'm doing. It's like it's quite exciting to go and dig up um, on a new day and dig up uh, the, the you know the marks on the ground where it shows that there's fossils. Yeah. And you, you know it's I don't know what it is. There's there's no real skill involved, is there? There's, there's not like a skill level or something you can feel good or rewarded about. Yeah. Everything's pretty much set out. It, if you're not there, it will do it anyway. Um, if you don't dig the fossils up, it's not the end of the world. There's no real, nothing's ever laid out to you as this is what you need to do to complete the game. This is the narrative. This is what you have to do next. And it's so weird. I don't even know what category to put it into. But someone like Gareth, who's been playing it for years, you probably come to terms with it. And you, you probably got your own little way of putting it, haven't you, Gareth? Uh, it's, it's a life simulator. But it's not. Who lives a life like that? Well, it's, a, it's very exaggerated. Yeah. But it, it's like if you if a human's life was like... I don't know, five years long instead of like 80. Yeah. It would be like this. Pay off your house mortgage in like three days just to get mm. another mortgage, just to feel the crippling debt again. And then that's I not try fun. and pay that off. No, but now there's life, so... Yeah, but... You know, but you got to do that. the option of life. Yeah, you have the option actually... of Animal Crossing, mate. Yes, but why do I want to do it? I don't know. Is it because it's easier than life? It... It's because, much like life, you get total control over how you want to do it. You can you design can't. your house. You can design a naked lady to be wallpaper. Yeah. You can name your town. You can design the town jingle. Yeah. You know, there's... I mean, the problem is that I'm describing stuff that I played on, like, the GameCube version. Yeah, but it's still the and same. it's all the exact same. <laughs> so yeah. I know, I know exactly what game you've been playing because it's no different than it was back then. Yeah, and yet people play every game, even though it's exactly the same. I don't know. I played the GameCube one a bit, but then I played quite a lot of the DS version, and I've had no urge to play any of them since. No. So how many how many days did you play that for? Ah, oh, quite a lot. It's it was. At the time, the GameCube one, there was a novelty. Like, I remember, um, I, I, oh god, this is going to sound the saddest thing in the world. I specifically chose to spend my New Year's Eve that year on Animal Crossing to see what happened. (laughs) Yeah. At 12 o'clock. Interesting, yeah. I wanted to know what would happen. There's fireworks, and I got a little present, and everyone was in the town square, and all, all these, like, there was a pigeon that was like, way! Yeah. Yeah, Wee, it was, so it he was, said. It was great. It was, it, it was you my could still animal crossing. Rave, Gareth. You could have took it along with you. <laughs> Just Maybe. stood on the dance floor playing it. Yeah, I wasn't much of a raver. I'm no. still not. But uh, yeah, it's it's just such a it's such a bizarre game, and it's uh, I don't know what its magic is. Maybe that's what it is. Magic games. You can't put your finger on what the magic is, but it's just got it. Maybe, and I, I think if it was a long game, it wouldn't work. But because you can pick it up for ten minutes a day, oh, I wonder what's happening. You, it's kind of, it's not so much that it's the sort of wonder. Like 
I wonder what it is. You look at your DS and you're like, I wonder what would happen if I went into the Animal Crossing world now. Yeah. You know? And it's that kind of thing. But that's what I've been playing this week. I played a bit of the Punisher, the original Punisher on the Xbox, because it plays on the Xbox 360. I love that game. Probably one of my favourite superhero games of all time. Uh, Gareth, what have you been playing? Um, I, this week, have played... The only thing of interest that I've played, anyway, is... um. Civilization Five: Gods and Kings. Wow, is, I, Civilization Five looks—it's one of these games that looks so complicated. You, yeah, it it does, and it is, but it it uh, leads you through itself uh, at such a good pace and explains itself really well that it kind of like every single game of Civ Five you play is still the tutorial because you yeah. have advisors that pop up and will say like. Uh, there's a quarry nearby that you could mine. You want to send a worker over there and start mining it? And then you can just do it. Uh, but the, the main reason I played it is because I haven't played Civ Five since the Gods and Kings DLC came out fucking ages ago. And I yeah. always meant to get back to it and obviously there's fuck all games out right now. Um, so I thought I'd finally go back to it. And it's dangerous, man. Like, I... Yeah. I thought to I was thinking like okay I'll play a bit of Civ 5 so I get tired uh, and then I'll just go to bed and I ended up playing that game for like 9 hours oh it's like Age of Empires that stuff's like cracked me I, ne- I never once got tired the whole time I was just yeah. wide awake just looking at my uh, penis <laughs> <laughs> I bet he was as well just, just looking at my screen yeah and uh, yeah just just transfixed like yeah. an, an addiction it's it's like these games right like Call of uh, not Call of Duty Age of Empires um, Command and Conquer they're constantly stimulating your brain aren't they it's, yeah. it's not like a first person shoot that you can just play on autopilot you got your aim shoot aim shoot with this one you're multitasking and you could be there for three four hours and you play the game, you achieve victory, whatever it is your goal is, and then you'll look at the playtime of that scenario and it'll be like four and a half hours. You'll be like, what? Yeah. Really? And it's, it's just lucky that there aren't many available on the next-gen consoles because <laughs> I'd be all over it. And my favourite was Command & Conquer Red Alert on the PlayStation 1. I think it's that feeling you can get of just complete control when you... Take a uh, opposing forces base down to one building, and you know that you can just crush them. I don't know if that's just me being a megalomaniac, <laughs> or if that some other people do that, but it's just it's brilliant. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, use your brain, don't you? D- constantly, just yeah. constantly balancing the resources of your civilization, changing what each city outputs to suit your yeah. needs, and yeah, like. It, they've added some good things for this Gods and Kings DLC. Basically, they've added stuff like uh, religion is now a thing in the game, so you can adopt a religion, and then depending on which religion you pick, you'll get a bonus, and then it'll unlock more paths down the religion like tree. Um, it also has spies in it now, so you can send spies to a rival uh, civilization, and they'll get information, and sometimes they'll steal technology, so like I got um, gunpowder for free because uh, he stole the technology for me, so I didn't have to research gunpowder, and straight away I could yeah. just make like cannons and stuff. Uh, and I have him in the capital of the uh, civilization that I'm at war with right now, so I know all their military going ons. 
Yeah. So I have a proper huge advantage and it feels so cool. The main problem is I'm at war with somebody and uh, it happened quite early on in the game. And yeah. when you're at war, it, you know, you're constantly like changing around where units are and trying to get a good position with your like bowmen and like uh, they have to be two tiles away so you're constantly trying to stay away but also getting attack range of people and all that sounds like like a real time strategy game but actually I've been at war with these people for like six hours and I've only captured like two of their cities and there's like three left and it's like it feels like you're in an action packed war but actually it's taken six hours and barely anything's happened mm. and it's like Louis C.K. has this joke about where after a guy has reached the point of ejaculation as we do like the world comes rushing back and he's like what what happened where, where am I yeah. like you know it was like that I was like okay I need to start doing stuff now save and quit and then I was like what where have I been for the past eight hours? Like, all of a sudden it's light outside and, like, it's midday and I'm hungry and I just realise I'm hungry when I save and quit. It's like a horrible, weird... It's like I've been in stasis yeah, for hours and then all of a sudden I'm awake and I'm like, oh, oh what's going on? It's, like, yeah. terrifying. But all I can think right now is, oh, I probably want to go back in and just crush Austria. Even though I know it'll take another, like, eight hours. <laughs> I just want to crush the shit out of him. Well, I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. <laughs> You've been playing, cr- trying to crush the shit out of Austria. That, yep. Because it, they breeded Adolf, didn't they? Oh, stop! <laughs> stop saying, stop saying Adolf. Sorry, no, but you know what I mean. They need to pay for that because I think they got off lightly. They got invaded. Yeah, but you know what are that. You know, this isn't really the place to come up to talk about that sort of stuff and no, try and make not. sense of it. And we've all got to realise that. Well, uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Game Banter, or don't. We don't care, as we are rebels. And this is 1998, so it hasn't even been invented yet. What we do appreciate is reviews on iTunes, don't we, Gareth? Hugely. Oh, hu- oh hugely. And, you know, I was looking at, we've got eight. And I think that's that's not great. But then I look at things like Twitter, and Twitter's only got like 125. And everyone knows what Twitter is, don't they? Yeah. But only 125 people that have downloaded Twitter have bothered to leave feedback. Yeah. Gareth's going to do the maths of that next week. Um, oh, okay. Percentage of our <laughs> listeners to uh, ratings and reviews for Twitter downloaders, uh, the ratio of feedback and reviews left. Right, well, I'm off to play with my Tamagotchi now. Don can't. He threw his down the toilet. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.